You're listening to Day 33 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. Recently, I was sent the following question. My daughter died when she was only one years of age. When I see my daughter again, will she still be a baby? Will she be a girl or a woman? Obviously, when we think about babies and we think about their death, it's a hugely emotional question. It's an important question, for many families have experienced the death of a child, even a miscarriage. I think back to when I was a younger pastor out in the Panhandle of Texas. I was asked to lead a small graveside service for a trisomy 13 little girl. It's a rare chromosomal disorder where the condition impacts the baby's intellect and physical development. The family was good friends to my wife, Tracy, and myself, and we continue to be grateful for their friendship to this day. We had, at the time, eagerly anticipated with mom and the dad the happy delivery of this healthy baby, only to discover the hurtful, tragic news of the baby's eventual death. So what happens to infants like this child when they die? Now, much of what I'm about to say can apply to those who are severely mentally handicapped as well as those who are infants. If you have a Bible handy, find Romans 1, as I'll be there in a moment. Now, the short answer is that we believe that when a child dies, they enter into heaven's joy. Now, there's no precise place in Scripture where Jesus said, here's what happens to infants who die. Here's what happens to mentally handicapped people to die. But even though we don't have a place where Jesus puts his finger on it specifically, we do have good counsel throughout Scripture that applies this question. When asking this question, it seems right to remind all of ourselves that God is infinitely merciful, he's infinitely righteous, and he's infinitely good. In the words of Genesis 18, the Bible says, The judge of all the earth will do what is right. I remind you of Jesus' words in Matthew 18, so many chapters, many books later, where Jesus and the Father's clear love for children are on display, and they're merciful to children. Jesus himself says in Matthew 18, verse 10, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 14, So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. It's vital when asking about the destiny of our loved children or infants that die, it's vital to see the tremendous character of God. We're not dealing with a capricious God of Roman or Greek mythology. Instead, we're dealing with a God who's right and just and merciful. Now, next we should realize that the Bible expresses confidence that believers will see their young children after death. 2 Samuel chapter 12, beginning in verse 19, King David's son, his infant son, dies. Listen carefully to the passage. David saw that his servants were whispering together. The Bible says David understood that the child was dead. David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They replied, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went to the house and worshipped. He then went to his own house. When he was asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is this thing that you've done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when he 
child died, you arose and ate food? He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me, then the child may live. But now he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Think of that. More than a thousand years before the time of Jesus Christ, David expresses confidence that when he goes to heaven, he will see his son. So recognize the Bible expresses confidence that believers will see young children after death. The Bible holds that young children have a different level of accountability here. Now, I'm not suggesting the age of accountability concept that my Baptist forefathers did, but I am saying that God has different levels of accountability for children. Think back to the nation of Israel when they rebelled against God, and God took action of judgment against the entire nation. He spared only a few faithful adults and the children. Quoting now from Deuteronomy 1, verse 39, As for you little ones, who you said would become a prey, and your children who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there, and to them I will give the promised land. They shall possess it. So you see this is a reference to little ones who don't have a knowledge of good and evil. They'll be held to a different measure of accountability before God. Now, no child is sinless. Certainly the Bible teaches us this. We inherit our sinful nature and our guilt as it's passed down from one generation to the next. No one is born worthy of heaven. Next, I reject any notion that children are who are born to believing parents are safe. There's no biblical evidence of this. Neither does baptism for infant children save them. Again, no Bible evidence for that. So where do we turn for a full and final conclusion? Here's where Romans 1 is helpful. Beginning in verse 18, the discussion of our sinfulness. Beginning it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Romans 1, 18-21 If you follow the logic of this passage closely, and you may need to reread it, then it's obvious that all humans reject the plain sense, the evidence of what is created. We all know of God's existence and his nature from creation itself, Romans 1 says. It's as if God himself has placed a billboard over all that he made and said, There is a God in heaven. You can see my eternal power and my nature from what I created. Now this knowledge condemns us and should drive all of us to the cross of Jesus for mercy. So again, what about children? Let me circle back to Romans 1, and I want to put this together in at least three steps. Step 1, evidence of God's existence and power are apparent because of creation. But an infant or a severely mentally handicapped person cannot make this inference because they lack the, the mental development to do so. Healthy adults can make the inference that our world is beautifully designed and there is a designer. Here's step two. 
Infants and severely mentally handicapped persons cannot see the evidence of creation and deduce that there is a God like the rest of humanity. They're unable to do so mentally. Lastly, step three, no infant or severely mentally handicapped person will be condemned for rejecting God's truth, the billboard over all that's made. In order to call out to the God who saves from sin through faith in Jesus Christ, a person must have moral awareness of their sin, an ability to understand their transgression against God. So there must be, in some sense, a state of moral awareness in order to even understand the gospel, something that young children don't have the capacity of comprehending. Friend, we can only arrive in heaven through faith in Jesus Christ and his cross. Yet it seems that infants and those who are severely mentally handicapped are held to a different measure of accountability before God. Now that's how they get there, but the question is, what will they look like when they're there? Well, infants, I don't think, are going to appear in heaven as infants. Some may disagree, and the Bible never points and says how infants will appear in the resurrected body. The Bible simply does not give us specific information. Many have assumed that everyone in heaven is the same age. If you assume this, and the Bible doesn't necessarily give us the reason to assume it, we perhaps are all in our early 30s, mid-30s, because Jesus rose. Remember, he is the model. Men like Thomas Aquinas speculated this theory. Others feel that since we're at our biological peak at age 18, respiratory, cardio, perfect condition, we'll be 18, some would think. But again, there's no biblical evidence that points to all of us being 18 or 33 or the very same age. The simple truth is we do not know what we will appear like as far as age in heaven. But we do know this. God will bring tremendous joy in the reunion of believing parents and their infants, however and whenever they appear. We are confident that God himself will wipe away every tear. You will know your children just as the disciples knew Jesus in his resurrected body, and your children will know you. You will be reunited around Jesus Christ for eternity. Let's close with a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, this is such an emotional issue. This world is so messed up, and it's anything but heaven here on earth. While we live in this world, we seek your divine power to reach those who are hurting because of the loss of children. In a myriad of ways, we've experienced the profound hurt that comes when children suffer from natural disasters, but also because we adults fail to protect them. Give us fresh courage and faith to trust you to protect our children, and may your people weep with those who are weeping. We look forward to a day very soon when you wipe away every tear from our eyes. In Jesus' name, amen.